my brain's saying go Whitaker. My heart's saying go Gaslam. So I'm going to go Gaslam. You're, I got to tell you, your words confuse me. Standing there with the bat, and then here comes this Bugs Bunny pitch. Oh. <laughs> Where is this going? I like it because he he's he he's makes some sense right until like the last four or five seconds, <laughs> and then everything everything goes different than what he just said, and a different name comes out of his mouth. Throwing Jabs, available for download on your favorite podcast platform. Hi, my name is Allison Gamber. I'm the Executive Director for the Cove Center for Grieving Children. Our office is located in Meriden, and we provide services throughout Connecticut. We are so excited to be having a virtual event coming up, the Hope and Healing Virtual Auction and Celebration. The auction will be held April 22nd to the 24th. And the celebration will be held on the evening of April 24th to talk all about the Cove services and what we've accomplished over the last 26 years. If you'd like to join us for the celebration, registration is free. And you can find all that information on www.covect.org. And the link for the virtual auction will be put up there on the evening of April 21st to start auction live auctioning on April 22nd. So come and join us to celebrate the Cove and raise some funds so we can continue to offer our programs free of charge. What's going on, basketball fans? We are back with the Posting Up podcast. I am joined by Big Jace Kingsay and Sean Scanlon, as always. Boys, how are we doing today? Chilling. Hey, okay. Chilling. All right. So, basically, I want to start things off. We're going to have a pretty uh, hefty show here today with some big, big conversations going on. Uh, I know we had been talking in the past few weeks about the MVP conversation. Uh, so basically, I just wanted to get into some MVP talk. Uh, I want Isaiah to go first. Um, <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit the past couple of days. Ago. Isaiah, let's start with you. Who you now, got in the front runner for MVP? Now, granted, I'm no NBA moron, and Joel Embiid is clearly the front runner MVP right now. He's playing some of the best basketball he's ever played in his career. But if you have to ask me, I think Julius Randle needs some consideration, people. I, I know people are frowning and shaking heads. You can't see it because we're not all on screen. But this man is averaging 30 points a game almost. He hasn't missed any games all year. I think he missed one game for rest purposes. That was it. 
He's playing the most minutes out of anybody in the league. Not to mention he has a team that was projected to not even make the playoffs in the beginning of the year. They were probably going to be a play-in team sitting at possibly number four within a couple of days. Maybe they'll win today or tomorrow, and they could be the number four, number three, well, moving up to the number three seed in the East. So I think Julius Randle needs some type of consideration at the MVP. Sean, what about you? Um, yeah, I still got Joel Embiid. I understand, you know, why Nikola Jokic is the favorite right now because he hasn't missed any games. And obviously Embiid, you know, with the hyperextended knee, missed some games. But I just think that, you know, he, there's a reason why the Sixers are the number one team in the East right now. And it's because he's really changed his style of play this year. Um, you know, he's starting to dominate more in the paint uh, instead of, you know, just hanging out at the three-point line and, and trying to, you know, huck up a bunch of three-point shots. But he's been uh, much more efficient from the three-point line this year. He's getting it done inside. He's getting it done on the defensive side of the ball, and um, that's that's why the Sixers are the number one team in the East right now. So I, I understand why people have Jokic uh, as the front runner right now, but I, I just think that Embiid has been so dominant this year, and he, he's the reason why the Sixers have been you know doing so good. So I, I still have him as my number one guy. If he ends up getting hurt again, or if Jokic you know has the Nuggets uh, go on a really great run to get up to maybe a three or four seed with uh, Jamal Murray out, then maybe I would put Jokic in front of him. But right now I still have Embiid as uh, my MVP. Jace, there's a lot of um, obviously front runners like we've mentioned uh, with, you know, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. Um, Who's one player that's kind of flying under the radar right now that you think could possibly have a realistic chance at winning this award? Listen, I mean, people are going to say it's biased, but Donovan Mitchell. Jesus I mean, Christ. obviously, no, Joel Embiid, Jokic, they're up there. They're having phenomenal seasons. But in in the history of the NBA, in the history of sports at all, whenever they, everything's going, like, as planned, no, no one's having a spectacular, like, career, real, like, MVP-level year, you always give it to the best player on the best team. Right now, Utah has the best record. They're the best team in the NBA, and their best player is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, um, so, you know, obviously you guys bring up um, the favorites like Jokic and Embiid, and obviously I would um, <laughs> I would say Embiid as well, but for the sake of argument, this guy has been on one hell of a run, probably maybe the most impressive run I've seen in my lifetime, you know, I'm not that old, so it's not that not that big of a stretch. But um, Stephen Curry, I mean, this dude is a two-time MVP in his own in his own right. Uh, this guy is lighting up uh, teams in the past eleven or twelve games. He dropped forty-nine last night against the 76ers. and some of the shots he was hitting down the stretch, I. I was in utter disbelief. I could I could not believe it. Um, Sean, I'm gonna go to you with this. With my next question, I'm gonna ask you the same thing I asked Jace. Who's one player you think flying under the radar uh, who could win this MVP award? I'm, and I want to ask you because I know uh, Zay's got the Knicks bias and Jace has got the Jazz bias. So we'll, we'll get a we'll get an honest answer out of you. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I hate to agree with you, but the guy that I had written down was Steph Curry. Um, I understand that, you know, they're the ninth seed in the West right now, but it's it's a very tough Western Conference. And if you look at their numbers, you know, of their offense with him on the floor and him off the floor, it is completely drastic. I'm pretty sure they're a minus, you know, plus minus 10 uh, when he's off the floor. And, and then when he's on the floor, I mean, they're, they're doing great. So obviously he's just a huge factor to that team. Uh, like you said, over the past 11 or 12 games, he's been absolutely absurd. Uh, 
you know, the, the, the past, I think, four or five games, he's hit, you know, 45 threes, close to nine threes a game. I mean, he's just absolutely ridiculous, like you said. Uh, there's nothing you could do, especially, you know, in the Warriors, they run, they run a lot of pick and roll. And, it, I mean, if that if their center big guy's not coming up, then he's just going to hit it every time like it like it's a practice shot. He just makes it look so easy. And not just that, but driving to the rack, he's one of the – other than Kyrie, I think he's one of the best finishers at the rim. So, I mean, he's making him look so easy. And, obviously, if he gets double teams, he's a good enough passer to, you know, hit the other guys like, you know, Wiggins or Kent Bazemore or Oubre if he's healthy. So, I just think that, you know, what he's been doing the past couple games has really shown that, you know – when he's on the floor for the Warriors, they're they're a really good team, obviously, and uh, I, I think that you know they have a really good chance to step into maybe that seven or eight seed, and uh, I, I think they're gonna have to play in a play-in game no matter what. But uh, I, I just think that they have a good shot to you know make the playoffs this year. Not, yeah, not certainly. Play in play -in. They might face the Lakers. <laughs> no, not not in the playing tournament. The Lakers might slip the number eight. I, you know, I don't think they will. It's very oh, wow. possible the Lakers could slip the number eight. I see it possible. I mean, if Anthony Davis comes back or not. If he comes back, yes. But if yeah, yeah, he's supposed to come back like this week. Yeah, I think I there's too little time left for all that to go down. But um, I mean, the yeah. fourteen, what, fourteen, fifteen games left in the season. But uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you're saying they're gonna go what three and twelve? We don't know, but it it's safe to say the MVP is definitely needs. They need to change the the, the criteria on it and how they award it. Because, like you said, Steph Curry is a, is a good example of someone who probably should deserve it. But and I throw Randall in there, but it's only because they're not on winning teams in the top of the division while they're not being talked about as MVP candidates. I think we need to change that. I don't think MVP means most winning team. I think it means most valuable player to the team. And I think the NBA needs to address that. Well, no, the only time you're going to have that where a team that's that low gets an MVP is like Russ when he averaged a triple double. Like, you got to do something spectacular. The most yeah. valuable player, Steph Curry, is doing stuff spectacular. He's just not on a winning team. Randall is playing spectacular. He's just not on a winning team. That's really what it is. But I, uh, I mean, you you have to be on a winning team to be considered MVP, though. It, the Knicks are only four games above five hundred, and if, I, we're I think being, if we're being honest, LeBron's been MVP the last ten years in a row. If we're being completely honest, but it is about winning teams. It's not about most valuable player. And Lucas, you can make that face, but yeah, if, you but take LeBron, if you go past those 10 years, you take him off that team, those teams probably don't make the playoffs. Look, you yeah, take him I, off that I'm sorry. I, I, I think you're, I think you have a good argument. I just think that the way that it's, you know, given out every year that it, they give it to one of the best players and, and usually, you know, a top four seed team in either the West or the East. So I, I think that you have a good argument. Obviously, if you take Julius Randle off the Knicks, I think they're a much worse team, but uh, that's just not how they, they vote on the MVP nowadays. It's not just Randle. It's just, it's Curry too. I'm bringing up. These are places no, where I'm going to get it. Who yeah. deserve it? They I think, but I, I think Curry has a better better chance than uh, Julius Randle, though. Because it Curry doesn't make sense. Because Curry's team might not make the playoffs, and Randle's sitting at four. Well, the, he's also sitting at four because the Eastern Conference is terrible this year after Folks, the top three seeds. That is the worst thing I keep hearing. The Eastern Conference it, is, is horrible. It is. is it really worse than the West? Can we be real? Is it yes. really worse? I think it's almost on par. When you think about it, the East has the best uh, team. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Bro. They have two of the best teams in the East, uh, in NBA, period. That's the I, Nets and the 76ers. They're, those two are clearly the best teams in the NBA right now. But after the first three seeds, it falls off a cliff. How does it fall off a cliff when number when the Boston and the Knicks are beating everybody in the West? <laughs> they just, they're on a seven-game the win streak. All right, the South, I mean, the Celtics <laughs> maybe. But you're, I, telling me, you're telling me the East is weak when the East is going to the West and they're beating them. And the, the, the Portland used to be a, a scared team. They lose games to teams that they should – 
Boston has went in there and beat them now. The Knicks have gone in there and beaten them. The Pelicans have probably going in there and beat them now. The West is not as scary as it used to be. It's not. It used to be a juggernaut. It's not no more. I honestly don't. I think it's falling off hard. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't think that's true. But I honestly think it's true. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I'll go ahead. I say you got more. No, I'm just I think any team in the East, you I think you could make it no divisions. And I think the East will compete just as well as the, uh, as the West in the playoffs. If we had a one through 16 format, I think the East teams would do just as well as West teams, if, if not better. If you had a well, one through 16 format, though, there would only be a couple East teams in there because the records yeah. don't stand up with what? the West. Like, have you seen the standards? I'll get it to you right now. You guys keep arguing, but <laughs> um, let's see. One, I, two, three. I mean, Look, I, the only teams I think after the first three seeds in the East that are, you know, have somewhat of a chance of maybe making any type of run is the Heat and the Celtics. And the Heat, obviously, you know, Jimmy Butler has been hurt for most of the year. And then the Celtics, I, they've been they've been hurt in a lot of COVID issues too. But they've, you know, as of late, they've been playing a lot better, eight and two in the past ten games. But other than that, would, I mean, and the Hawks and Knicks will beat both of those teams. So you're telling me they can't beat nobody in the West either? The Hawks and the Knicks might beat them on a, like a regular season night, but they're not beating either of those teams in a seven game series. If the that's, Knicks get them, I, I will put this. I want this on the show, and I want to record it. The Knicks get Boston in the first round. I'm calling four zero sweep, easy, for the Celtics, right? No, for the Knicks, <laughs> guaranteed. I, I, I'm actually with. I, I like Zay. I like Zay. I don't know about the sweep, but I like I, I like the Knicks it. in that series. I, no, 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 come, come on, on Jay. Come, come on, buy into this. Come on, buy into this. I, I think it will be a good series. The Knicks have maybe I get Boston one game. You gotta realize the two games the Knicks have played this year against Boston, Boston won by two points, and the Knicks blew them out by 40. The other I, that's the regular season. I oh, they, they they were missing Marcus Smart for a long chunk of the season, their best Marcus defensive player. They're missing Jason Tatum for like 18 games because of COVID, their best scorer. They've just started to get into a rhythm. Kemba Walker's playing much better. They just got Jabari Parker, who's a good, you know, front court scorer for them. I just think that I think it'll be a good series because the Knicks have a great defense. But other than that, I would I would take the Celtics in maybe six. Not not going to seven. Four oh. Four oh man. I hope this is recorded. Go back to this recording. We got the receipts. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why you're saying that because it's, it's <laughs> I wish I wish that was why. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, in, to answer you guys' question about the one through 16, there would be 10 Western Conference teams and six Eastern Conference teams as it stands right now, Knicks included, though. So, well, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. <laughs> that's we got better records than teams in the West in the playoffs. Oh boy. Um, anyways, that was a nice little way to spice up the show there. Um, we'll get to a game break uh, after an after the ad from Clovercrest. We'll get into some games we're looking forward to throughout the week. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of baseball with the Bard. All right. So after that heated MVP and extended uh, conversation there, we'll get into some games we're looking forward to this week. Jace, I haven't heard your voice in a while. What games are you looking forward to? Uh, I got a, I got an interesting one. I'm going to go Golden State and Washington. Well, what mm. 
This is Wednesday. This is tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just interested because I mean, both these teams. I mean, both these teams bit don't play big, uh, so it should be big guard showcase. And I mean, they match up well. You, you got the scores and Steph and Beal, then you got the all around guys and. Draymond and uh, Russell Westbrook. So I, I'm interested to see, uh, especially uh, Golden State playing at Washington. Uh, I think this is a pretty winnable game for a bad Washington team against a, a decent uh, and okay Golden State team. So I, I'm interested just to see Steph and uh, Russ and Beal. That, that's just going to be fun. Isaiah, what about you? So that's going to be a couple of games. I'm actually going to be – I'm actually heated. I'm watching this 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 four through six race in the East right now. I'll be watching all those games on edge. I have the Hawks and Magic's tonight. You got the Knicks playing the Nug on uh, the Hornets tonight, and then the Pelicans tomorrow. And the Celtics also have a game. I, I forgot who they play, but I'll be watching that entire race this week. So if there's something to look forward to, look forward to that race. And again, obviously the Knicks on a seven game win streak. It's very, you know, one of those things you you should be watching. Don't worry about Steph. He ain't making the playoffs. <laughs> uh sean what about you man uh yeah i, I was gonna go with wizards warriors just because the the wizards the way they're playing right now and uh they have a chance to make the playing game but another game i'm looking forward to is uh sun celtics on thursday uh you know like i was talking about before with the celtics i, I think that you know they've been playing a lot better as of late uh and then obviously the suns i with the donovan mitchell injury I, i'm sure he won't be out too long because uh, I, it was just an ankle tweak but, but uh i mean I, i'm not sure about the timetable but i feel like he'll be back soon but still i mean if he's out uh, they looked impressive last night against the Lakers, but they also didn't have AD and LeBron. So I, I think they have a chance to slip. I think the Suns have a, a good chance to uh, go into that number one seed. I don't, the Suns I don't know or the Jazz? The Suns. I, no, good. no I'm, saying, I'm saying I think the Suns with the Donovan Mitchell injury have a good chance to go oh, into that. Oh, I got you. I got you. My bad. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I think it will be a really good game because, obviously, you got Devin Booker, Jason Tatum going at it. You'll have, you know, Jalen Brown and Chris Paul. So, I think it's a star-studded matchup between uh, two teams that are headed in the right direction right now uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah. So, Sean, just like you, uh, Jace took yours, you took mine. Um, I was going to mention that um, – Keep a close eye whenever um, Devin Booker goes to TD Garden because that's where he dropped mm-hmm. his career high seventy one points. So you know, I always just watch out in case he wants to spaz on him like he did before. Uh, but I'll go. I'll move my game to Friday's matchup between the Warriors and the Nuggets. We're just talking about an incredible run that Steph Curry is on, and then obviously that game packed with uh, some some star talent. Uh, Nikola Jokic also playing in that game, like Chase mentioned, guys like Draymond Green who are you know defensive-minded, all-around kind of players. Should be an interesting matchup. Uh, I, I do think if Steph Curry continues this, with, I, as long as Steph Curry drops 30 points, I think the Warriors are going to keep winning games. So, uh, oh, excuse me. So that is the game I am looking forward to there. Um, and then with that being said, we'll get into our second topic of the day. Uh, kind of worded this a little weird in the, in the doc. I hope you guys understood it. Uh, so obviously there's teams every year that are bad. Uh, bottom of the league, such as, you know, Houston, Oklahoma City, uh, Detroit, uh, Orlando, and uh, Minnesota. Who God, Minnesota's horrible. Um, basically, I want to know first, my first question is um, – We'll start with Sean, then go to Isaiah, then Jace. Which of these teams that are playing really, really bad are the closest to, uh, you know, 
kind of being on the rise and competing. Yeah, I think as a team you mentioned last in the Timberwolves, um, obviously, you know, they have a lot of young talent on this team with Carl Anthony Towns and then Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. And um, D'Angelo Russell missed a, a big chunk of the season. Carl Anthony Towns was out for a, a big part of the year. And Anthony Edwards, he really struggled at the start of the year shooting the ball. But as of uh, lately, he, he's been playing a lot better. Um so I think that they have other pieces like Ricky Rubio, a good point guard who could set up those those scorers. Um, they have Malik Beasley, who's a, a really good shooter and a, another good scorer for that team. So I just feel like they have a lot of young pieces that, you know, if they all stay healthier and they're all on the court together, they'll, you know, they'll definitely be not making any noise this year because they're in the very bottom of the standings. But I think by next year, I, I think that they're a team that could, you know, maybe slip into – uh, maybe a seven or eight seed in the Western Conference if they all stay healthy because, you know, I, I think that defensively they're not a great team, but offensively they could definitely put up uh, and, and score with anyone in the league. Yeah, you know, uh, not too long ago, Minnesota was the, um, I think they're the third or fourth seed in the West. So Yeah, with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they need that, that one more guy, and it looks like Anthony Edwards could be on his way to being that guy. So um, hopefully things will look up for them because it's been bad for a long time. Uh, Isaiah, what about you? Mm-hmm. Well, I wish Sean was there for pre-show because <laughs> that was definitely the team I was going to go with. But uh, I also could go with the Bulls, though. The Bulls is definitely a team that has some pieces that could definitely improve over time. Zach Levine, Nikola Okic, obviously they just picked up in a recent trade. Uh, they'll, they'll find a way. I think they just need to figure out uh, – maybe they need a coach that can help them get this offense going, maybe find different ways to score. But I think the Bulls is definitely one of those teams that could turn it around. Not, not much on them because, like I said, I had the Timberwolves. So, Jace, who'd you have? Uh, we – uh, I don't remember. I think there was a similar question at the beginning of the season. And I said Washington was at the bottom and they were going to work their way up. And th- they started to do that recently. So, I mean, Washington's what I'm going with. Russ has started to turn it on, uh, getting close to averaging a triple double yet again. Man's a beast. I, I, I said early, I mean, I, I will go back and look at the early. I said once Russ turns it on, this Washington. Team's going to be good, and I mean, they, they might find themselves in a playing game, which could be interesting. But I mean, Washington, like it's Washington. You you look at, I mean, the whole Kevin Durant thing that happened on the podcast. I don't remember million dollars <laughs> worth of game. He forgot Russell Westbrook because he's playing in Washington. No one's watching Washington. Bradley Beal was the last pick of the starters in the. At all-star game, but he's leading the league in points because he's playing in Washington. No one's watching Washington play. They got two solid stars, and they're doing nothing. So, yeah, I mean, Washington's a joke, but I, I can see them working their way in. Right, John Waltrade worked out for them, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, looks like it. Um, you know, a team, this is probably going to come as a bit of a surprise, but they've got draft picks up the, up the, up the, you know, you know what? Um, that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think, you know, I mean, every time I do a franchise in 2K, these guys get freaking 380 overall rookies in the first round of the of the draft. So um, I think they, they need to use their draft picks wisely, and then maybe in the future they can start using those draft picks for um, leverage and trades. And I think that Oklahoma City, you know, I, I could give it less than five years for them to have a turnaround and be competitive again, because that's still right now is not a horrible, horrible team. They're, they're on a horrible losing streak as we speak, but um, I, I think Oklahoma city could have a quick turnaround. I think Sam Presti is an excellent general manager and um, 
Uh, he'll he's gonna he's, he knows what to do. He he's drafted three former MVPs, so he he knows what he's doing. Um, that being said, we will get right into our third topic of the day. No second game break for today, but um, we'll get you an ad from Clovercrest first. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Colby, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make Don't my pick. I didn't make my pick. I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. All right. So getting into our third topic of the day and final topic of the day, uh, basically, you know, we've made we made our beginning of the season predictions. I don't have all that information right now. Uh, mid-season predictions. And now it's kind of winding down. We'll do our, I, I guess this you can call this a three-quarters of the way prediction, almost there prediction. Um, you know, all your money on the line. Jace, we'll start with you. NBA Finals lock. What is it? Matchup. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously going to go with the Utah Jazz, the best team in the league. I, I don't care. I don't care if the Lakers get LeBron back and AD and they're all healthy and I don't give a crap. Utah's – this is Utah's year. Let's go. They're going to get it done. <laughs> and then out of the East, I, I, I've been saying Brooklyn, 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 but I'm actually going to go with the Sixers. First off, because the game, the the Utah Sixers games so far this year have been insane and awesome. So I want to see a seven game series of that. But also, I I think the way Embiid's playing right now, if he can stay healthy and the lack of uh, depth at the big man, uh, the Nets have. I I can't see Blake Griffin guarding uh, guarding uh, Joel Embiid that well. So like, I, I think Philly has a good shot. To, to knock off Brooklyn if Joel B can stay healthy. So I got the 76ers in Utah. What about you, Zay? It's going to pain me to say this. Out the East, I got the Nets coming. I wanted to put, say, the 76ers, but I got the Nets. And for different reasons. I hear what you're saying. I didn't expect the Nets to make it because they have a plethora of injuries that just keep coming and coming and players missing time for whatever personal reason. But I think that's part of the reason why they got their big three because they know that they were going to have situations where players like James Harden doesn't show up in the playoffs. So at least they'll have KD and Kyrie around. So I think they'll be able to pull that together. And out the West, I still see the Lakers. I think if the Lakers get healthy, I don't think there's anyone that can really mess with a LeBron James team. Anyone betting against LeBron James, I've learned, is just it's just foolishness at this point. So I have the Lakers in the Nets. What you got, Sean? Yeah, uh, out of the East, I... Like you, I want to go with the Nets, but I just I don't trust their injuries right now. Obviously, James Harden has been out for a while now. Uh, KD just went out with a thigh contusion, and um, you know Kyrie is has been in and out of games this year. So I think that obviously they're on paper the the most talented team, but I, I feel like the Sixers are going to be the team out of the East. I just feel like you know Joel Embiid has been an absolute tear. Um, they have a very great a great and underrated defense with guys like Ben Simmons. Uh, Matisse Tybel is one of the best wing defenders in the league that doesn't get talked about a lot. So I, I feel like you know in a seven game series when uh the game slows down i just feel like their defense will give them that advantage and uh like jace was saying i just don't think there's a lot of big men in the east that can guard joel and beat i feel like on most nights he's going to give people 35 and 12 so um, <laughs> <It was Noel. laughs> 
the, the Knicks actually would be one of the teams yeah, the that do have the could best slow them down a little bit. But uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I have Sixers out of the East. And then out of the West, uh, if they're healthy, I, I do have the Lakers too. Um, I just think that LeBron and AD, they're two of the top five players in the NBA. They just added Andre Drummond. Um, and, obviously, they have some other contributors on the team. But if they could stay healthy, I, I think the Lakers would be my pick. But if not, uh, I'm going to go with the team that hasn't been mentioned yet. And the Clippers, I, I think that, you know, they're – they're uh, definitely pissed after last year. Paul George uh, has been absolutely balling this year. And obviously, you know, playoff P, he, he hasn't had a lot of success in the past. But I feel like this is the one year where they can get it done, uh, especially if, you know, Kawhi just entered back in the lineup. They got a good, you know, championship player like Rondo. Uh, they just added DeMarcus Cousins who can give him something. So I feel like the Clippers are being slept on right now, but I, I think they could make it. So if the Lakers aren't at full health, I would go uh, Sixers Clippers. But if they are, I'd go Sixers Lakers. But uh, what do you got, Lucas? All right. Um, it's obvious, right? I'm going to pick the Sixers out of the East. Um, that would be soccer. <laughs> they're the best, best suited defensively, like Sean mentioned, to slow the Nets down. I think that they can let their defense take control of those games. I think that that could easily be a six-game series. I could see it going seven, though. Um, out of the West, though. What's their defense rank right now? You know, oh. <laughs> I just want I just want to make sure. What was it? I just I was just uh, just so we're on on. I think uh, top, top I know who's number one. I just want to. Where y'all at? It's probably in the top three. <laughs> oh. All right, I just want to make sure. All right, you can see. <laughs> uh, anyways, out of the West, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a um surprise here. Uh, why not have Mr. Chris Paul get his first ring? Phoenix is playing out of their mind. I mean, 41 and 16, no one could have ever, ever imagined that. You know, sometimes all it takes in the postseason is for the team to get hot. And why not look for Phoenix to get hot? Uh, like Sean said, you know, the Lakers still might not be completely healthy by then. Um, maybe they get a tough matchup in the first or second round and the team just gets the best of them. So Phoenix, Philadelphia would be my pick right now, uh, pending Lakers health. Uh, obviously, Philadelphia and L.A. Lakers would be my pick if everyone was healthy. But I'm speaking of right now. So Phoenix, Philly, give it to me. Uh, anyways, I think that will wrap it up for the wait, show. Wait, wait, How many games? How many I know. Games he just he win? just threw that. He just tried to throw that. Like Chris Paul, don't get hurt in the playoffs and go missing. Like you just try to, you just tried to clean that up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so you wasn't gonna explain about Chris Paul's constant injuries that pop up in the playoffs that he's just never there for the big games. Mm, that's gonna change. I Phoenix. Was- 420 gonna have the receipts, boy. I can't wait to come back. To the- <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'll go Philly and six. All right, I respect it. I'll throw up if Philly wins, but I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so plans are we'll be back on Saturday at one o'clock. Uh, if anything changes, we will keep you updated on the Facebook. Otherwise, we go live every Tuesday and Saturday, Tuesday at 5, Saturday at 1. Uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I don't think we have an Instagram yet, but we do have a – we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. So give us a follow there and catch us on Saturday. For Big Jace Kings Day and Sean Scalen, this has been Lucas Bolduck in the Posting Up Podcast. Oh.